So, hi everybody. Great to be here in this uh, beautiful environment. I was just telling I'm really happy to have a beer afterwards. But today we're going to talk about choices, about decisions. And it goes far more further than, uh, than just recommendations. Think about life. Life is a matter of choices. Each and every choice you make actually makes you. So, my name is Jonna Vosbender. I'm the CEO and founder of StyleScript. We help globally fashion brands and retailers to actually understand their customers better and give them advice in what to buy because they need to buy what they really like and not just follow recommendations. So just to give you an idea how hard it is to make decisions, all of you make 30, I think it was like 30, no, 35,000 decisions each and every day. So that means how many decisions do you make uh, in a week or in a year? And how hard is it for AI to understand what decisions you make and why you make them. So think of that. And then just one example. I had to make a real hard decision last week. Last Wednesday, there was this beautiful racing day at Sandford, and I was invited by the next web to go there, and Prince Constantine von Oranje would be there, a bunch of great people. Afterwards, we'd have a barbecue and a, and a great uh, party. But in the end, I mean, of course, I had to think of, OK, what am I going to wear at an occasion like this? And um, my boyfriend, uh, or husband, uh, last two years, <laughs> he actually advised me how to do some racing because he has more uh, knowledge about that. But in the end, I decided not to go. None of you knows why I decided at the last minute not to go. You could guess, and that's the way how machines work right now. They just take, like, events or historical uh, behavior, I decided not to go, and then you can guess why I didn't went. So let's take a little bit a step further. Everybody's talking about AI. Everybody's talking about machines taking over the world, taking, thinking of humans. How can we actually deal with this big giant uh, understanding what we're doing? But if you look at the whole process, if you want to know what the output is, like the definition of success that makes you happy, you would really need to think about the input as well. What is your historical behavior? What is your social media behavior? Who are you? Who do you want to be? And then all of this knowledge is put in this black box, and we lose track, we lose control. All these beautiful companies, they do a lot of good things with it. I mean, I think 99% of us are looking Netflix, but is the recommendation of Netflix always spot on? I mean, maybe you don't care, because you just want to relax and watch a movie, but for fashion, it goes already a little bit further. I mean, you want to wear where you feel really pleasant, and you want to feel confident in the clothes that you're wearing for a specific occasion like today. And um, think of financial or health. I mean, just leave it all up to the black box to decide what's best for you is really a tricky thing. So what we want to do today, and I'm not going to be like this uh, teacher about algorithms because I'm not the one who can do that, but I'm going to dive a little bit in this black box and about all these complexities that are inside. So first of all, start with yourself. All the decisions that you made in a day are already like a really big thing. I mean, you have your left brain, you have your right brain, you have your emotions, your thinking. All this influences the whole day of information. And then there's this AI, like technique, uh, there's algorithms, there's predictive models trying to use your data. Then there's this enormous amount of data, structured data, unstructured data, and all inside this black box. Are we really going to wait for the output to just come on to us and say, OK, this is you, and just make the decisions for us? I don't think so. But let's take a next step into the decision making. 
Just a real easy uh, example. If you're going to click on a few images, a few pictures, what you do during your customer journey, you decide, okay, this is what I like, or this is what I'm going to buy, or this is what I don't like, and you actually leave a trail. And this is a trail that you decided it's your decisions. And in the end, you end up with recommendations or like a, a, a profile of yourself. So we think if you really are aware of the fact that all the decisions that you make are actually leading towards you, and you have influence on it, you don't have to be afraid for AI. I mean, you know who you are. You know that you're from uh, your DNA, you know your values, your characteristics, your culture. And in the end, it leads to your result, whatever makes you happy. So inside the black box, a style is just an algorithm. None of us is original anymore. We've just been put in boxes. We're going to look alike. And is that what we want? We don't think so. So does anybody of you know who this guy is? That's a good thing. He's the whistleblower of the whole Facebook Cambridge Analytics story. I mean, I think everybody heard about that, but nobody knows how he looks like. This guy, I mean, I think he's a brave guy. I'm not going to talk about Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg today because I think other people did that for me. He actually started last week talking about the difficulty of understanding fashion and understanding style and understanding humans. And he actually really described in a great way. He said the aesthetics and also the intuitive nature of fashion, understanding the visual power and the human interest in fashion is really, really hard for a machine to learn. And we're really <laughs> far away uh, from doing that. So we train styles where we train our machines in the way actually young girls, three years old, observe the world. This little girl already saw hundreds of millions pictures in her young life. And what she does, she learns herself to look at pictures, think of, of what she feels about it, how she thinks about it, and if she likes it or not, or would say, I like the color, I like the flowers, but the shoes, they're stupid. And it's just the way how she would describe it. But it says a lot about how you should learn computers to see pictures, and it goes further than just detecting a shoe or a dress. So it's all about nuances. It's about personal characteristics. All of you, you are all unique. Nobody's the same. Nobody's wearing the same. But it's understanding how data is divided in hard data and soft data. Hard data is 50%. Everybody's just looking at hard data, like describing a dress. It's black or it's uh, cotton. But there's such a big world around that. And that is where we are focusing on to train machines to understand the soft side of products as well. And that's really a complex thing to do. So at the end, we want to make perfect matches. And as I already said, it goes further than just recommendations. I mean, recommendations most of the time show you more of the same. Uh, you have clicked on something, you bought something, and then actually you get the rest of your life the same things. And think of the impact of the choices you made in the beginning. The first choice you make is going to be of a real big influence on the rest of the choices you make in your life. And it's the same for a shopping experience. So we think that the black box, sure, uh, the complexity will always be there, and uh, machines will run much faster than we can process over here. 
but we see it more as like a growing thing, not being hidden inside. Just try to understand what's happening, follow the algorithms and models and the input and the output side and the thing that you can influence your decisions. That's the most important thing. So let's take an example. This is Joan, and she's just going to have her customer experience. She's standing there with a friend in front of a shopping window, and she will just click on the items that she likes or doesn't like. Because what she doesn't like says a lot about her as well. So she's going to browse. She says, OK, this is what I like. This is my style. I hate that style. She would say, OK, this is what I like. Now, you can imagine you can do this for all kinds of items, products, um, um, uh, subcategories, everything. And this is just the domain fashion. And then we will ask her as well a little bit about her values, about her cultural fit, about what she stands for, and about her characteristics. So that means like, we get a first idea, and we never pretend to, to know Joan for 100% because we will never. But this is a first idea of who she is, and we give it back to her. So we say, Joan, you've been clicking on all these items. These are your decisions. What do you think about it? And she says, yeah, I think it's quite OK, but it's not me at all. I mean, this part of being like a director, I don't think I am. So she can give feedback, and that's the real big thing, as long as we can audit and control models and algorithms, and we can give feedback to get other results, then we're still in control, and we're doing fine as human beings. So in the end of all this decision that she makes, she gets a style recommendation. And a style recommendation, the word already says it, it's, it's like an advice. To get another step, to go to surprise and inspiration, you need so much more. You need like understanding this person much better. And this, I mean, I know it's like really a tough uh, picture to look at, but this is where we are really focusing on. We call it style mapping. What we do, together with all the global fashion brands, we use all their data, all their pictures, all their uh, fashion items, and we detect style within these images and put it in a map. That means that we can use all the images, all brands, and actually give it a place and leave behind the complexity and the dimensions behind it. This is what we do with products. You could never do this, this with, with people. I mean, you couldn't say, OK, this is Joan, and we plot her on one position in the map, because she changed during the day. Her style is changing over the year. Maybe next year she has the other boyfriend, and she will change her style all over again. I mean, we don't know, so we just try to keep on track and understand what she's actually looking for. So recommendations, yeah, we see them everywhere. On Amazon, you see even five kind of recommendation engines in one screen. I mean, we know all that that's not really fashionable, but it works, so I don't say anything about that. Um, thinking of decisions again, just look at this. I mean, you clicked on the pictures, and it leaves a trail, but just changing your decisions will lead to another result, and that's really important to understand. In the end, it's your data. I mean, we're not going to talk about GDPR today, but it's your data, and you can decide whatever you want to do with it. And think of it as a quality filter. We all use social media in some sort of way, LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, but actually see it as before you go using social media, before you go shopping, wouldn't it be nice to have like a personal style filter over your first click on a web shop or for before you go and make your pin board or whatever, it is already taking you so much time to fill this out, and it does it for you. And you can decide whatever, what kind of data you want to share. You can delete it, you can enrich it, and you can change it. So 
the main thing is we, we shouldn't be too afraid for AI, but use it for the better. See it as an AI mate, like a, a supportive assistant, and use it for the better to actually work together with humans to give better advice and more personal advice. We should leave the real brain um, breaking work of tagging photos and um, doing calculations and predictions, leave it to the computer and give room to people like stylists and fashion designers that really have the passion for what they do, the room in their minds to do more to that, give added value to their professionals so they don't have to be afraid of, about AI, just make room and, and lead, let the computers do uh, the work you actually don't want to do. So making all these decisions, Joan will end up with a personal style profile actually like a total overview of all the decisions that she made. She can say, okay, this is me. But she can also say, yeah, partly it is me. But there are also items in it I would never wear because I never wear this kind of shoes or I, I have another skin uh, color, so it doesn't fit me. But it's up to her. She can decide whatever she wants to do with it. And then a real new thing, what I think is really interesting to just think about, what if you could use your personal style profile and take it with you wherever you go? So maybe you started your customer journey at Coach or at uh, Stitch Fix or Amazon. That's the first trail you leave on the web. First you go to Amazon and then you go to Nike and then you go back to the Biograph. But it's all you. In this style profile, it's all there. So you don't have to fill out your name anymore. You have your style in one place, and you can use it whatever you want to. So you can use it online, you can look at it on your mobile, you can even share it with others, and you can, of course, use it in stores as well. So could you imagine that if you are walking into the Biograph on a Saturday morning, and you think, okay, maybe this time I want some assistant, uh, assistance, and this guy is coming up to you, and you just say, okay, this is who I am. He can directly give you advice. So it's like really an easy tooling. For me personally, and um, I think that's the whole idea of uh, AI, is use it for the better. And it could, can definitely uh, support also next generation doing better things with it. So our children, our next generation, should actually have more room for things that really say something about who we are as human beings. We are not what we do as like a profession. We are good in giving love taking care of other people, being creative, and feel the intention of uh, doing something spontaneously. So I think if AI can take out all this complex and um, messy stuff in our minds, we can really focus on what we are really good at. So focus more on the, on the more important things in life. And I think as well, focus on the beauty of life. I mean, a computer, we would learn to look at this image a computer would say, um, I see a little girl with blonde hair holding a baby. Me, as a mother of these two girls, I see so much more and I feel so much more. And I think computers in the upcoming 10 years will never learn that. Thank you very much. <laughs>